Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, featuring Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while building a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast brought to you by the Influence Alliance, the business building community for coaches and consultants who want to build a business that's purposeful, profitable, and of course, scalable. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says, as a Christian woman leader, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And joining me on today's show is Caroline Mendez. Now, Caroline, she is an ordained minister. She's a wife, a mother, a businesswoman, and a a catalyst for Christian women in leadership. She spent 21 years in corporate America, starting in the mailroom and working her way up to executive management positions in the high-tech industry. Now, for the past 25 years, she has joyfully coached women in their lives and in businesses. She's also a contributing blogger at biblicalleadership.com. She holds certifications as a professional certified coach, certified gospel coach, and certified coach facilitator. Now, she is most passionate about her current role as director of Pinnacle Forum Women, Zoom Forums for Christian Women Leaders. Now, on today's show, Carolyn's going to share a unique and distinct style of leadership. She's going to talk about you do not have to act like men or take on masculine traits to be heard or to lead powerfully, as well as Christian women in leadership are most successful when they are fully aware and educated on their strengths, their spiritual gifts, their personality traits, and their calling. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be here with you, Anne-Marie. We have had so many incredible conversations over the the number of months. It's been a little while now, but when we were talking, I said to you, you know, we really need to get you on the show because uh, the conversations, the insights that you were sharing were just so important. And especially for what's been going on in the world, there's a lot of people that are taking a step back and looking and questioning, you know, what now? How do I move forward? And I think that today's Uh, topic and and what you share is certainly going to be a blessing. So just with your experience and, you know, hindsight is such a wonderful teacher. (laughs) Before we dive into that unique and distinct style of leadership, what are some insights that you might want to share with people who have really been shaken through what the experience they've been going, you know, through over the last 12, 18 months? Maybe as a reminder that, you know, there is always hope. There's always possibility. What would you want to share into that? I think for a lot of people, uh, especially us as Christ followers, the best place to go is to the Lord and to the Word and ask the Lord, what would you have me do now? Where where do you want me to be? And raising our hand and saying, if you're looking for somebody to send, send me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think, you know, when you talk about what, what I've learned as a Christ follower uh, in decades of, of business and entrepreneurship, it's to not go to God with a vision, but to go to God and ask him what the vision is. Mm-hmm. What is his vision? We are living God's vision. 
and uh, we are a part of his vision uh, to take over the world for him. And so uh, I would oftentimes, you know, have this vision of what I wanted to do, and I'd go running to him and set it out and pray over it and say, bless it. <laughs> and uh, that would not happen. And then I'd wonder why. And then I finally, uh, after years and years of beating my head against the wall, uh, finally figured out that the Lord actually wanted me to ask him what the vision was and then to document that and to listen to him document it. And that was it was already blessed because it was it came from him. Yes. Yeah. Amen. I resonate with that too. You know, so often we uh, have a listen. You know, there's a there's a knitted in us is that um, that drive, that ambition, and there's nothing wrong with that, especially if it, no. well if it's aligned with the vision, as you said, that the Lord has for us. And so often, as ambitious and driven uh, women, in this instance, we can write those long lists. We can set our vision, and we've got a long shopping list, isn't it? <laughs> and so I can certainly relate to that too. Now, one thing that I know that you wanted to share more. Into and I'm so glad you do this unique and distinct style of leadership because so often we look at others, even other women, who we admire certain traits about them and we wish that we were more like that. Yet yeah. each and every one of us has this unique and distinct style of leadership. So speak a little bit more about this, Caroline. So what I what I learned, so in 2017, the Lord asked me to stop what I was doing. I went on a silent retreat for three days. And uh, most people who know me don't believe I actually did it, but I did. And um, I took a Bible, a journal, and a pen. And he said, stop. And I said, stop what? He said, stop everything. I said, stop, stop everything. I was running CEO uh, Women, Christian Women Roundtables. It was the best uh, thing I had ever done. I loved it. It used every one of my gifts and talents. He said, stop doing it. He said, write a book. I, and I groaned. I said, oh, no. I said, I'd never write a book. He said, yeah, you're going to write a book. I want you to interview 10 Christian women leaders, and I want you to tell their journey of how they got to where they are in leadership in the marketplace or in nonprofits in the workplace. Okay. and." Um, Ask them the same questions. How did they get there? What did they do? How did they run their business? What does faith in their business look like? And all these same questions. And so I wrote all the chapters of each of the 10 women told their stories. And here's what the Lord said to me next. I was on vacation. He said, I want you to read what you just wrote. And I did. And what I realized, what he showed me was there were attributes that all of these women had, or most of them had most of these attributes. And it it just turned out to be the nine attributes of Christian women leaders. And they're not, you know, by themselves, you're not all going to go, oh, what a revelation. Oh, my gosh, I've never heard that before. But uh, I will tell you that in totality, those nine attributes to me represented a model of leadership that has never been discussed or shown before. Because who's owned leadership for 2,000 years? men. Yeah. Right. And, and, and as we women, you guys have grown up in corporate America or you worked in a workplace, who were your mentors? Who were the role models? Men. And so we, and I'm speaking for myself after, you know, decades in corporate America, I had to act like a man to get, uh, to get to where I was in, in success, right. To climb the ladder. I needed to be assertive. I needed to be outspoken. I needed to, um, even though I, I wasn't very good at it, political, very bad politically. Um, and so we needed to take on the traits of a man in order to succeed in Christ. 
right? As a female, we are crafted differently. And I hope that maybe in this conversation, uh, we'll identify those and then talk about this model and how different it is from, from a male's uh, leadership style. Yeah. Let's let's dive into that because I think okay. this is going to be incredibly helpful. I have another podcast called Women in Leadership and the conversations that I hear are, are through that as well and the themes is we have to stop behaving or trying to lead a certain way that just right. isn't aligned with who we are and of course right. you've you've identified these. So do you want to list these these sure. First, and yeah, then sure. that you really want to dive in a little bit deeper because of the significance of them. So, what are the nine traits? The nine traits are number one, a godly leader, number two, teachable, number three, humble, number four, self led, and we'll unpack that one a little bit because that's not so self evident. Number five, courageous, mm-hmm. number six, a uh, good listener. Number seven, values-based. Number eight is a lifelong learner. And number nine has deep self-knowledge. Mm, I love them. So there's a phrase that I came up with just a couple of months ago as I was going through um, certain aspects that I wanted to teach. And one of the things that I said, and I'd love your thoughts on this when it comes to sure. the nine traits. And, the, and what I said was each of these things are individually important, but collectively they are crucial. Mm. So another word, you know, the nine traits that you said, I mean, godly. I mean, if we don't have that, the rest of the things are obviously going to be out of whack, isn't it? So would you say, looking back to the interviews that you did with these 10 women, that they all had these, and now some of those traits may have had uh, more at the forefront, but they did. Exactly. It's working together. So would you say that collectively those nine traits are crucial, individually important, but collectively they're crucial? I love the way you said that. And yeah, and it's not that they're all, right? They're all um, have all of these traits, but in general, in totality across the 10 women, I found these to be the most common traits that they all had in common. Yeah. And I want to, I want to unpack the godly leader because as, as we said earlier, you know, when you think about a godly leader, they model the Lord, right? They pray, at the beginning and end of meetings, they pray over decisions. They um, they reference uh, Bible verses. They might not, and if you're in a secular environment and you don't want to say, you know, Philippians twenty nine eleven, you could just say the actual verse itself. They won't know it comes from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And that was from Cheryl Batchelder, who used to uh, be the CEO of Popeyes. It was a brilliant strategy for being a godly leader. But again, the godly leader doesn't go to the Lord and go, here's my plan, bless it. <laughs> they go to the Lord and say, what's your plan for my business? What's your plan today? What's your plan for the market, uh, the marketplace ministry that, that I'm leading? What's your plan for the uh, clients that you want me to reach out to today? That is, right, is an active engaging process versus, you know, checking off the, I go to church every Sunday, right? I make sure people know I go to church on Sunday. That's not, that's not a godly leader. Not the Sunday leader is not what we're referring to. We're referring to a person who has a kingdom mindset 
in their business, in their ministry, in their nonprofit, whatever organization they're leading and building, that mm-hmm. the Lord is at the center of it. Yeah. You know, as you're sharing that, I recall a conversation that I had with one of the guests here on this podcast, and she herself obviously was a Christian, and she worked with others who weren't necessarily Mm -hmm. um, Christians. And one of the things that they would often hear who talk about is opening sessions with others who were clients who were Christians with a prayer. And I remember she she said distinctly one time, she said there was a client who who, he wasn't a Christian, so she didn't start off the whole coaching session with prayer. And he stopped her and he he said, oh, he said, I want the whole lot. So, you know, I need you to pray because there's stuff that has happened with your <laughs> other clients and I want it all, you know, kind of thing. So, you know, sometimes it is kind of, you know, asking how do you navigate that? But you don't make, as you said, you don't necessarily do it openly, but you certainly do want to do that um, as you're guided. You know, one of the greatest um, ahas, and this might sound absolutely ridiculous, but, you know, sometimes we've got thicker heads than than um, other people's. You realise that as Christian business owners and even in whatever walk of life that you're at, in, mm-hmm. you know, so often, as you, we said, we have an idea, we have a dream, we have a vision, and we go to the Lord and we want him to bless it. And I've come to realise more and more through spending time with the Lord, I mean, our whole purpose in life is to glorify him and his kingdom come, your will be done on earth that is in heaven. So it's like, oh, so it's not about me growing my kingdom, but what could I do to glorify him? <laughs> him to his kingdom. I mean, that was a huge revelation. <laughs> It's true, isn't it? It really is. It really is. And one of the questions that you have in our interview is, you know, when you're when you're having a challenge or you're you're getting off, you know, we all get off focus, right? And during the week, we start to kind of drift away from the Lord or we uh, get frustrated when something happens. And uh, Matthew 6.33 is what helps me get refocused. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And I keep having to remind myself, my job is to be faithful and obedient. The results are his. My job is to be faithful and obedient. The results are his. Right. So when my boss, my CEO is saying things like we need so many more partners in order to make the board happy this month, uh, then I said, well, then let's pray about it. And we prayed about it this morning for so many partners uh, to join us in our ministry by the end of the week. And um, that's that's how I have to do it, because if not, I'm going to go running off on my own, trying to force things to happen. And sometimes really not putting relationship first or not putting the Lord first. I like to drive the ball down the field Mm -hmm. and uh, I can very quickly and very easily fling an email or make a phone call and uh, be focused on the result and what what needs to happen versus the person. So that's that's a little deep yeah. dive into Caroline's darker side of her personality. Oh, look, oh, I get that. I get that too. There's a whole lot. I can strategize that out. But sometimes yeah, yeah. surrender and allowing the Lord to, um, you know, versus striving versus surrender. And there's yes. time the Lord is just waiting for us. He goes, I can bless that. In fact, I can double the amount of number. I can triple it, quadruple it, you know, right. that amount. Right. But if you are continuing to strive 
and not allowing me to step in there, then I'm just waiting and he will wait. And as I said in my previous interview, you know, be mindful what you do pray for because the Lord will answer your prayer. How he gets there, there's going to be a lot of character shaping and and those kind of things. But, um, yeah, it's, it's... Well, let's talk about that for a little bit because I'm, I'm constantly surprised at how many people pray. I attend a lot of... Um, women's forums because we hold uh, 13 women's forums in a month every week and I go and visit them. Uh, My job is to make sure that um, all of the forums are within, you know, the guidelines and that they're, they're, you know, in a way that all the women are getting refreshed and rejuvenated. And so I'll be listening to prayer and I'll, I'll hear uh, a woman say something like, "Uh, well, dear Lord, I thank you for the new job. And I'm like, stop. (laughs) She's like, what, what are you doing? I said, what, what does that mean? She goes, what do you mean does it mean? I said, well, what does the new job mean? I mean, is it, it, our God is a God of details. We must be detailed in our prayer. We must be very specific. I'm not saying that, right, it's you're placing an order of fast food through the drive through window, but mm-hmm. I am saying that, right, if you – if you are asking the Lord for a new job, what what is that new job? Is it a new job that glorifies him? Is it a new job that, that covers you know, your financial obligations? Is it within 10 minutes drive of your house? Does it provide childcare? What is this, right? And people say, well, I'll know it when I see it. How about seeing it and having it, right? Having yeah. it be answered in the prayer in which you defined what it is that you wanted. Uh, this is very true, especially for entrepreneurs. You know, we will uh, often, entrepreneurs, will take uh, whatever client comes to them and actually the law of attraction, right, and how the kingdom works is you go define your ideal client and they will come to you. Mm. Right. But just taking anybody who comes. Right. We all know how painful that can be when you get the client and you go, why did I take them on as a client? Arg. Instead of saying, you know what, my ideal client, the best I can serve them is when they look like this. And you paint a picture of them and then you say, "Okay, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready for those people that I can serve. Bring them. Yeah. You know what, as, as you're sharing that, it reminds me of a conversation that I had just with our previous guest. We were talking about really getting clear on the vision and a vision, as you've mentioned, that is directed by the Lord. And, you know, it, and it reminds me often of, you know, we may even get clarity on the vision. I mean, that's a whole other um, conversation on, it, yes. on, on and of itself and happy to dive into that as well. <laughs> However, what we often will do too is we have a vision and we have a map and then we sit back and it's almost like, well, God's going to provide. Well, uh, God does not do social media. He does not, you know, he can't. You know what I mean? And I say that with a little bit of fun. There has to be, right, there has to be action. Yeah. Faith and action, right? Works without, right? Faith without works is dead. Works without faith is dead. But the two together, just like male leadership and female leadership, you know, without it, Let's just talk about the church, right, or business or ministry. Men without working without women, not good. Women working without men, not good. Together is exactly what the God created, right? He created male and female. He created them in his image. And so together is the most powerful. But when we start leaving out steps, when we pray and sit on the couch waiting for stuff to drop out of heaven, um, we're not to, right, there is no... 
There is no sitting and waiting around in the Bible. If you're waiting, we're supposed yeah. to be actively waiting. Yeah. That looks different yeah. than passively yeah, I, waiting. I heard something the other day, Caroline. I can't remember who I heard this off, so I cannot credit them. So it's not, but he said, you know, we have been given authority over or to get into action over the things that we bring into the Lord in prayer. And it's like, it's right. your, you need to take that action. So for right. some of us that are finding that things are just not happening and, and often what we will end up doing is we're going to blame the enemy. And it's like, don't give the enemy um, credit for, for where you are no. now. Take action. Right. And what I have found in my life and it too is that sometimes the action that you do take, the Lord will be able to pivot a little bit, but he's not going to be able to pivot that or continue to direct unless you take that first step. Because often that first step is that step of faith because you don't, you know, you're, but it's that trust and that faith that you have and the Lord will meet you there. And that's, that's another one of the attributes is courageous. Yeah. You cannot be a, a Christ follower or a, a successful, and I'm going to do this successful because that's, a, that's right, that's secular, that's earthly, significant mm. person of influence for the kingdom if you're not courageous. And yes. I don't mean running around, right, taking stupid risks, jumping off a cliff. What I mean is that when, when the Lord asks you to do something, and it may be ridiculously small, mm. or it may be ridiculously large, and he asks you to do it, you do it. Yeah. You don't say, well, you know, Lord, right? You don't turn into Moses and go, I don't really have the words. I'm not really an orator. Please don't ask me to do that. It's not really right. That didn't, that didn't really go well for Moses. So that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be listening and doing what he asks of us, right? Mm -hmm. Faith and there goes the faith and obedience again, because as we do that, the courageousness, right, is our identity in Christ. It's yeah. this is where you've placed me. And this goes into this deep self-knowledge. Mm -hmm. How many leaders have you met and really fallen in love with a, a best CEO that you've worked for or a manager? I will bet you that they were highly self-aware. Yeah. The worst managers and leaders I've ever met had absolutely no clue. Mm. They couldn't see themselves objectively. They couldn't see their own behavior. And self-awareness is, is key to being a leader. And that ties into, right, self-learning and, right, learning, being a lifelong learner. If you're not prepared to change and grow, then you're not a leader, right? Um, so they, they all kind of mesh. You know what I mean? They all kind of fit together. Yeah. You know, I, I've shared this story a couple of times. I've just, I've, I'll do a snapshot version of it, but I, uh, I'm adopted. So I know my biological parents were both teachers and I was adopted into a family of teachers. So nature and nurture. So mm. I always growing up, assumed that I would become a teacher. That's what my dream was. And then um, about the age of 15, I fell off my horse, was concussed, couldn't continue to go back wow. to school. So long story short, um, started to work in an office, which I thought I would never um, enjoy doing, but I took these backup subjects at school. But I ended up loving it, loved the stationery, having everything organised, the, <laughs> the Lord had knitted me that way. But anyway, then I got married and continued studying. And, long, uh, and so along that journey uh, getting into the career industry I had to undergo a lot of certifications that I would help clients with so I did a lot of the self-awareness and who was I the prefer preferences different personality types all of those different things it was a gift 
It was a real gift because I knew that there were certain areas that um, and situations where I would shine and then others not so much. And so, sometimes we need to adapt in the workplace and we need to be able to get on with other people, you know, and, and right. be influential that way. And I absolutely agree. Self-awareness is one of the greatest, I think, gifts that you can give yourself. Yeah. You know, and that ties into calling. If you if you have not done a disassessment, a spiritual gifts assessment, a strengths finders, uh, if you do not know your own personality, if you do not know your strengths and weaknesses, these are the things that you have the right that you have to look at. All of those are available for free online if you don't want to pay for them. But please, please. If you don't know yourself and you think that you would like to know more about who you are, how God crafted you, please do these assessments and then work with a coach, work with a group, a peer group, some somebody, something to lay them all out. And it's the intersection of all of these spiritual gifts, your personality and your strengths. It's the intersection is where your calling is. Mm-hmm. And some of us don't meet our calling for The Lord gave me, uh, I was born again 16 years ago. He gave me a vision eight years ago. Uh, But for the longest time, I would sit with this vision that I drew out and I'd say, Lord, I don't have a platform. I don't have followers. I don't have a website. I don't have, I don't know why you keep asking me to do this thing, create community for Christian women leaders. Yeah. If you won't give me a platform and I waited, I waited six or seven years for him to give me the platform. I had to walk it out for it seemed like forever going when's my time lord when's my time you keep asking me to do this and do that and i keep doing it and uh and that was delivered uh about 14 months ago was the platform to to finally build what he's asked me to build so sometimes it takes an awful lot of patience and perseverance to get to the place where he starts using all of our missteps and mistakes and strengths and yeah. Sometimes that, it's just a walking out. Yeah. And what you've just said there is exactly what I have experienced. I think we all experience in that because in that waiting period, whilst we may think that there's not a lot happening, it's happening in here. It's the person the Lord wants us to become. And we've heard it before. It's the seasons yes. and the struggles that you will face. The character that you need is developing in you for the challenges that you are going to tear down, that you are going to speak authority over. And we can only get that when we continue to lean in. And some for some of us, and I spoke about this, um, we spoke about this in the other podcast. I keep referring to it because this is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I should have, I should have been there. <laughs> you know, it's the ego and the Lord needs us to remove our own ego yeah. and say it's not self-driven, it's me-driven because, you know, you need to see that because of, and it's one of the, the greatest things that I've learned too, and I, and I think it was one of the pastors that said this, can't remember his name, isn't that terrible? But, you know, if we rise and we feel good by people's praise, well, guess what? We are going to crumble at their criticism. Who are we listening to? Um mm. Some messages that we need to share. There may be some, you know, culture that we are called to challenge and to change, influence through change. 
And not people are not going to really like that very much. And so if you're not courageous and to bring that out because it's not in your, you know, you haven't been, you know, anointed for that, then that's when we need to come back and go, well, Lord, like you did, spent three days in silence. Be mindful of that because the Lord will answer. And in your case, you said, a book, do I need to write a book? But I tell you what, having, looking back though, Caroline, if you think Mm -hmm. where the Lord has you now, I'm sure that you would, be grateful for every single one of those experiences, even the difficulties, because you realise they are, have brought you to where you are now. Not that you would want to go back to them, but would you say that? There's no testimony without the test. And let me tell you, I have been through a couple of tests. And, yeah, during the time, it's it's he had to get me to the point where when there's a trial, I immediately say, I trust you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I thank you for the trial, Lord, because I know it's producing what it is you want to produce in me. But it didn't, right? I mean, it took it took many trials to get there. And I, uh, I said a few months ago, I had just walked through the sixth time walking through hell um, for a trial situation uh, regarding a family member. And um, I'm getting better. I'm getting better at walking through hell when he, uh, when I get down into that place. Uh, I'm very clear about who's going to pull me out now. And um, I learn as much as I can during it. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm great at it, uh, but I would say I'm getting better at it. Yeah. You know, I think each and every one of us is that there are certain tests and and trials and, you know, often where we have our greatest breakthrough, I mean, you know, in the Bible says where we're weak and when we rely on the Lord, then we are strong. There's a strength. And I think the enemy knows what that is. So we can continue to get triggered or he tries to trigger us. Absolutely. If we do not get healing and strength, and for some of us we need to be repent for what we are doing because the what we are doing or what we have done um, is not in alignment with the Lord and we need to go back. And as we know, we will always be forgiven for that. And then the Lord says, well, now I can start to build that in you. And I think we need to be mindful about what that is because the enemy is going to continue to big, 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 how is she today? I'm just going to have someone come to her. Yes, uh uh-huh. Know that it's a trigger, whatever that is. For me, it was to do with identity and that whole success. If I wasn't, um, you know, I needed to do that certification, then I'll be ready. And then that certification, the Lord said, no, it's not the certification. That's a woman thing. A woman is always uh, over-educating herself. Men will go jump in a plane, build the plane while they're flying it, and women will say, hold on, let me go get certified in the engine building. Let me go get certified in flying the plane. Let me go get a master's degree. Let me go get a PhD. And so you'll see, and I see it I see it a lot in Pinnacle Forum, that the majority of women coming to the table are JDs, MDs, MAs, PhDs, MBAs. I'm like, Goodness, <laughs> I have never met so many women uh, that I than I have in the past year who are so well educated, but they have to be because we could go into that whole thing about men and women and right women proving themselves to be of value. But I want to go back into self-led, which was uh, attribute number four. You said something that is significant that one of the women in the Bible in the Bible. My book is not the Bible. (laughs) Threads of Wisdom. Oh, my gosh. It's late here. No, I'm just kidding. So anyway, uh, and that is whose voice are you listening to? That is a significant question that we have to ask ourselves every day. And the self-led, the thing that I believe uh, the woman who I pulled this out of meant was I, I am responsible for leading myself. 
Mm-hmm. And it sounds conflicting, right? Because we're led by the Holy Spirit. We're right. We're led by Christ. But still in the flesh, right? I choose where I invest my time. I choose what I'm going to do next. I choose what priorities I'm going to live by. And I found that, um, and I got my priorities from these women, God, family, and service work. God, family, work. And I try to live every day like that. If I'm working and family has an issue, I stop what I'm doing. If I put family above God, I get, God teaches, he's taught me that one several times, <clears throat> where I have uh, tried to do that. And I've, I've learned some painful lessons. But, you know, significant Christ-following women in leadership know their priorities, they live their priorities, and they work their priorities. And if you were to ask somebody who works with them, hey, what are Anne Marie's priorities? What values do you think she lives by? If they could answer those and they're yours, then you're spot on, right? Yeah. But if they couldn't answer it, yeah. then we know we've got, we know we have work to do. A little bit of work to do. Little, yeah. yeah. One of the things that I know that uh, you're able to also share more, some more insights, and I would love for you to to do that, but then also share a little bit more about Pinnacle Forum Women. Okay, is that you know, and and is to surround yourself with like-minded people who can support you, who can be um, that voice of reason, if you will, or even to remind you of whose you are and, and you know, maybe right. you are getting a little bit distracted by things that we really should, shouldn't be. And so how important do you think it is that you do surround yourself with a community of like-minded people who will lift you up? Uh I don't think, and I've been, I've been facilitating groups for 20 or 30 years now, and I have to say this, when I look at leadership development, and I was born a leader, my, I, my mother says I popped out of her womb telling her what to do, so there's nothing, right, I can't, it's not like I wanted to be a leader, it's just how I was crafted, and here's the thing, I have never seen another, you can take a seminar, you can go to class, you can get a degree, nothing sharpens or develops leaderships faster or deeper or more significantly in a more compressed period of time than being in a peer group. Yeah. Whether right, whether you're in a CEO roundtable, whether you're in a business uh, women's group, men and women, women only, whatever, when you are with peers and you are sharpening each other, when you are, and hopefully Christ-based uh, peer group like Pinnacle Forum, when you're in a group with peers and you're speaking the word and sharing and at a deep, authentic level, there is nothing I've seen. I haven't seen anything like it because you're modeling for each other constantly in word and deed and commitment and showing up and being there. There is no, I, I don't think there's, and, and Jesus modeled it. He modeled with the, right with the 12 apostles. Hey, let's get together. We're a group. Mm -hmm. We do life, work, and calling together. That's what Pinnacle Forum is. It is a group of Christian men leaders and women leaders who get together in a closed forum every week and do their life, work, and calling together. And I've never seen anything as powerful. And I've, I've facilitated many a group, CEO roundtables. Um, but as a Christ follower, in a group, I've never seen anything. The power of prayer together, the power of the fellowship is unlike anything I've ever seen. And I am, I am amazed 
that I get to do this for a living. I am honored and humbled that he would choose me to build a community of Christian women leaders nationally. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes I just, I wake up and say, me? Really? (laughs) You chose me? And Mm -hmm. I think it's because I am, um, I've been knocked down so many times and I just keep getting up. Mm. You remember those inflatable things we used to punch and they'd yeah. go all the way down. They'd come back up. That's me. You can write, you can take me out. I can walk through hell, but I'm going to come back. Yeah. And uh, I'm just, you just can't knock me out. You can try. Yeah. There's but a song I, that, that says that. I'm not going <laughs> to sing it because, um, you know, I'm not gifted in that area. <laughs> but you, yeah. know you know what's really interesting? And this is something that I have noticed probably in the last number of years too, is that I believe that, well, and this is just my belief, so take it and and pray about it, you know, if you're listening or watching the recording, but there's some real truth to this and we need to be mindful. Be mindful that the enemy does not keep you distracted or apart from people who really can sow into you. And it's that separation that I think, because then we can get stuck in our own thoughts. Absolutely. He absolutely wants to keep us separate. And so that's why what we do in Pinnacle Forum, there is a significant amount of spiritual warfare and women are typically their response is I'm too busy. And there are two acronyms I've heard for about what busy actually means. And I'd love to share them. One yeah. is being under Satan's yoke, because <laughs> if you're too busy, you yeah. don't have time to think or have margin in your day to hear the Lord. Yeah. The second is because you said yes, which is now my new favorite. Mm. Because you said yes, women, we have to learn how to say no. We have to learn how to stay focused on what the Lord's asked us to do and be. In this particular season, there will be another season where you can be this other thing that maybe the Lord put it in your heart, but it doesn't have to be all right now. Yeah. So true. And I don't know if you heard that, but there was a massive clap of thunder and there's been stuff going on there that (laughs) the Lord is agreeing and saying, yes, yes, yes. You know what? With distraction, you know, the busyness, distraction, distraction. Mm. I, I put my hand up because I can be distracted by bright, shiny objects and all that. Me kind too. Of Me too. Um, you know, I can distract myself. But then distraction will often come to disappointment because we're stretched so thin that things cannot build momentum. We need to build momentum and there needs to be patience and prayer around that too. Right. And then when you get disappointment, what happens is that seed of doubt. And then it's, mm. Lord really need this, want this for me? Is he really wanting me to do that? And as we know, doubt can often lead to this unbelief. So be mindful about where are we being distracted? You know, are you be, has a disappointment taking you out? Turn that disappointment around because it can be the next yeah. foundation upon which the Lord says, you know what, he's got this. I've grown through this. My character is has been shaped. Not today, Lord. Uh, not today, devil. Not today, um, I think is <laughs> incredible. Share a little bit more about how people can get to learn more about the Pinnacle Forum. Sure. The easiest way is to go to the website. It is uh, a very deep and rich website. Uh, It's got uh, pages where you can go and learn about the women's groups. You can learn about what it is in a forum. Uh, We offer everybody uh, a couple of weeks of actually coming into our community. You can actually experience a forum for a couple of weeks and you don't have to pay anything. And then at the end of that, we're going to ask you to partner, but it's Pinnacle Forum. F-O-U-R-F-O-R-U-M dot com, Pinnacle, as 
in the top of a mountain, pinnacleforum.com. Uh, you can email me at caroline.mendez at pinnacleforum.com um, and find out more. There are plenty of places for you to submit an application if you want to be considered uh, as an influencer or leader in the area in which you work. And um, that's probably the best way to best way to go about it. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. I know, almost had to turn your volume up on your end because the storm was so bad I couldn't hear you. But wow, it's, it's stopped. It's like oh my goodness. People don't usually say that to me, Anne Marie. I know. Well, there you go. Um, and we don't <laughs> normally get storms like that around here. So anyway, it's good. Look, it's been absolutely wonderful to uh, to speak to you today. We have just scratched the surface. Share a little bit more about your book because I you've all shared that with me, and I've loved reading the stories in that. How can people get a copy of that if they'd like to dive into the book where you interview ten leaders? Um, the name of the book is Threads of Wisdom, and you can find it on Amazon.com. And it's uh, in soft cover, it's in hard cover. Nobody buys that. It's in ebook format, and it's also available in audio for those of you millennials who love to listen to an audiobook. Yeah, because we've spoken about the nine uh, traits. Some of them we've we've um, dived a little bit further into, but I know that there's nothing better, I think, than to read, and that's the case, or, or listen to, if you get the audio book, of stories of others who have walked before and what have they leveraged because, you know, there's so much learning and other people who've gone through, you know, ahead of, right. of us and, and have walked that, that we can then take in their learnings and apply that to our lives. So please go and get a copy of the book that uh, Caroline shared a little bit more about on today's show. Amen. Can I finish with a word of uh, prayer, Caroline? Absolutely. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity that we could speak with Caroline today and the lessons and learnings that she has learned over the years is just so empowering for us, particularly if uh, we are listening or watching or even the recording where we are going through challenging times. You know, so often we can get um, distracted and, and that leads to disappointment, Lord, and for some of us, we may also have doubt around, is this really my calling? Is this really where you want me to be? But Father, we're reminded, as Carolyn said, get close to the Lord, get some time out, speak to you, read your word. So we're reminded of, um, yes, what, what you have in store for us. And that means just coming back to you. Seek you first, the kingdom, knock and the door shall be answered. So maybe for some of us, we need to go back knocking on that door, Lord. Yes, you Lord. will answer it. Father, just continue. Continue to bless the work that Caroline and all of the team members around the Pyracle forums. Um, let that message get out. Let the, the people that you want to be part of, the leadership team, um, and also the people who are there supporting one another, will you um, lead them to, uh, to the Pinnacle forum so that they can get the support uh, that they need to continue the work that you have destined for them. Father, we love you and we ask this all in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I love the show. I often feel like, you know, when I do these shows, you know, you can feel the same way. Business. You know, you can talk about business, but when you talk about business and, you know, kingdom business. Right, right. Um, it's everything. I mean, yeah. Miracles. Amen. Miracles. So happen. much fun so, to be with yeah. you. Absolutely. And I know that it's quite late for you. You've had a busy day, so I appreciate you taking some time no out. No worries. Thank you so much. It was a great honor to be with you. This podcast is brought to you by theinfluencealliance.com.
Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series.